0: Welcome to the things we don't want to talk about a podcast for the voice for the unheard hope for the hopeless and the it to keep you pushing through life authentically unapologetically while being true to yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are now at season two of The Things We Don't Want to Talk About, and I am mad excited slash nervous. Yes. yes, we are back. We are here. It feels good. I haven't been in the studio in like a month. It feels weird. I thought I was going to do like something weird, like give y'all a full fire season one and just go ghost because my consistency sucks. But nope, I'm still here, and I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> so, Few new things happen. I did get a new job, um, which is I work Monday through Friday now after school. So not a bad job, not too stressful. And it brings me the extra dollars that I want. So I'm happy about that. I think I told you all about the um, appetite suppressing pills I was on. I did. um I have been taking those. It has not had a negative effect on me totally, which I'm really happy about. Because when I was on it before, it started to take all my energy away. I have my days now, but it's not too bad like last time. And I am 14.8 pounds smaller And I'm looking great So I am going to do it for another month I have been working out here and there And hopefully I just keep it going Um, I'm in a better space mentally I feel like when I was ending a podcast With the last episode I was kind of low Like I emotionally wasn't there I feel like I was kind of going through Like a depressed spell Maybe not right after the episode But like that week after I had like a really, really, really straight low point So Shout out to my girl Lear and my sister for being there for me to help me get out that funk. They were my support system during that time. I really, really had needed it. Um, So that was kind of cool. So I feel like I feel much better mentally. I'm in a better space. So I feel like this season, so I'm about to be hella transparent, even more transparent. And if I say hella a lot, I finally caught up on Insecure it. and I'm on season with five. And I thought I wasn't going to like the show. So <laughs> excuse my new slang already. But um, I'm really excited. So. As we all know, it's April, the end of April. For the teachers, it's like we only got literally less than two months left. And more importantly, what's been on my mind to kick off this season two, episode one, Mother's Day is in about two weeks. And also next month is Mental Health Awareness Month, one of my favorite months. Um, I want to do something really dope for that. But I don't know what I'm going to do, so I'm still um kind of conflicted, but that brings us to the episode topic of today which is motherhood desires and one that is pretty i would say personal to me but also one that's been on my mind for a long time i just haven't had the words to put it out there or feel comfortable enough sharing so I, oddly enough, um, I was debating between two topics, and just to give y'all a tidbit, I don't ever really know what my what like the topic name is going to be because I'm always conflicted. So it was going to be strained relationships with mothers, which is like what it's about and different things. But I always like a good clickbait title and one that leaves people um, able to leave it open ended. So I titled it "Motherhood Desires," and. How I got to the topic or like, okay, this going to be the one. I was scrolling through my emails and I'm just reading and um, I have flowers from LaFleur. I'm not even saying it right. Venus, El Flor, the flowers that don't die. Um, I bought them for myself for my birthday. And at the end of the email, it was like, um, I know Mother's Day is a sensitive time for people. If you would like to subscribe from the emails, just click here. I'm like, wow, this is my first time. Right. And, you know, I always like to highlight things that are inclusive or makes um, people feel heard or seen. And this time people being myself. So when I saw it, I'm like, dang, somebody trying to tell me something. And then I go to another email. It was from Canva and they said the same thing. I'm like, dang, they don't really got nothing even to do with Mother's Day. But wow. You know, I feel kind of seen. So I wanted to kind of really talk about what it's like. I'm not even want to say a motherless child because I don't like the connotation behind it, but having a strained relationship with your mother um, and just this whole idea of motherhood from a young woman's perspective. So I know I made mention of it probably very briefly, but I was raised by my dad um for the majority. My dad and my mom were married. They got divorced when I was four and my dad won custody of me and my sister. So I have always been raised by my dad. Um, I'm a daddy's girl. And to this day at twenty-four, I don't have a strong relationship with my mom. And as of today, we have stopped talking five months ago. And that was the longest that I have ever not talked to her. Um, being an adult and probably really as long as I can remember being alive. Um, so a little background on my mom. So my mom, so this is not like a oh my god, why did that happen type of story? It's more so of a woman who is not able to come into her reality and her truth. And that bothers me. So one of the reasons why I believe I'm so passionate about mental health, um, my mom's brother was a schizophrenic. Um, Her dad suffered from schizophrenia and mental health and mental health issues um, is pretty prevalent on her side of the family. And I feel like that has to do with why um, my mental health um has been in a an uproar and maybe why I spend so much time really trying to get that under control and that really means a lot to me because I believe at once upon a time I had a fear that I would like fall down that path or things like that. So um uh, well me and my mom, I have tried to have a relationship and it's not like a thing where she doesn't love me or she doesn't want to be bothered with me. But it's like a where I don't feel safe around her. And it's like an uncomfortable thing for me. So I'm very open about it per se. But I'm also kind of where it's like, I also just don't even, I don't know how to say feel that void or I'm starting to realize more as I'm getting older, how me not having a healthy relationship with her or not getting the love that I needed, um, how it comes out now in my relationships as I am in a dot. Um, and I'm starting to see it more and I realized, um, one, like it happened over the holidays and I feel like I have this a lot when it comes to holidays and I've really been trying to be more intentional on breaking this, right? I do not like Mother's Day. Um if anyone if I would tell somebody they'll be like, What, what? Like I have a son. I love him. I feel like I'm a great godmom. All my friends have children. I love being around them. I love showering people with that. But I don't like the holiday. Um one This is not something I feel like I have shared proudly, but after talking to my therapist, I feel like I feel more comfortable to do so. I don't have desires to be a mother, um, or I should say I don't have strong desires. So I wasn't that girl growing up that was like, oh my God, I can't wait to have kids. I can't wait to get married. Um, Actually, it wasn't something I ever said. Um, And it really didn't come out until maybe a year ago. I was talking to somebody about it. We were just having a conversation. And I do have a name for my kid if I do decide to have one and stuff like that. But it's just not something that I have in my future or as something that I look at as desirable, um, at this point of my life. And I feel like for a while I was really afraid to kind of admit that because people look at it as, Oh, why you don't want kids people that can't have kids or sometimes out here girl, you want to be out all day. Like you're going to get tired of going out or blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it's like, a, it's not neither one of the two It's more so Me personally, I look at a child as a huge responsibility and I look at that as I want to put my life to the side and be a mother if that's what I choose to do. And I feel like at this stage and at this place where I'm at emotionally, physically, spiritually, immensely, I'm not at the place where I feel like I would be doing a child justice. And I feel like it would take me a long time to get that place if I want to get there. Not to mention, I love my freedom. And with me saying all of that, I started to feel insecure and felt like it was something wrong with me. And I realized that when um, about a year ago, it was probably almost about a year ago, maybe not quite a year. My best friend was pregnant and when she came to me, it was like I was devastated and it really hurt my feelings and. I didn't think I ever really expressed that I expressed it to my god sister and my other friend about it and it just made me feel like am I doing something wrong because I don't have a kid or why does everyone look at as, oh my god it's the biggest thing ever where it's like I'm just trying to understand me like I'm just trying to you know understand my childhood trauma and I'm trying to you know I don't even really have a mom like that who I look at like that in a motherly way and I'm even in a relationship or even a stable consistent anything close like is it me is it me and and for a long time, I wouldn't say I had a guilt, but I had a fear of like, I'm not doing something right. And I'm just now starting to like really come to terms with it. Like, no, I probably am not ready for a child, right? That's not something I desire. And it's nothing wrong with me, right? I'm walking on my path and doing what's supposed to do for me. And I was talking to my therapist today and it's crazy because um, I was crying in my session. I was just like, you know, sometimes I wonder like, is it wrong or am I wrong? And it was just like, No, you have a motherly instinct without having to be a mother. Like you may not ever produce a child biologically, right? But you're a teacher, like you mother students every single day and you do this and you that and you don't have to have a child for you to feel fulfilled because that's not where you get your fulfillment from. And when she said, I'm like, dang, I kind of feel hurt. Like, yeah, maybe that's what it is, right? Like maybe that's not where I get my fulfillment from. And just because I don't get it from that place doesn't mean I'm less than or I'm not a whole woman. And not having a woman there, and I feel like I'm getting like emotional, oh my God, um, not having a woman there to like teach you how to be a woman, you end up in my space where you're like 24 you're in the dating world and you kind of create your worth or your value that wasn't instilled in you growing up. So yeah, I had a dad, he raised successful children, I'm independent, I could do for myself, yada, yada, yada. But just as much as a woman needs a dad, she needs a mom. And I'm really close to my grandma. That's like my motherly figure. But it's a difference when that motherly figure was growing up in the early 1900s. And, you know, life is different. She came from the South. And it's like, you know, she's looking at life through different eyes. So I'm at this point where I'm kind of teaching myself um how to be a woman because I didn't have that teaching done and I feel like we don't really have those conversations or you don't really know many women who express that or who have shared that journey because lots of women have grown up by their mothers right especially my black girls my brown girls the mom is the person right the mom is the breadwinner she doing what she gotta do single black woman blah 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 right but for me that was just not ever my story and the more I get older the more I see it right my not as much of affectionate person. Um, my luckily I'm empathetic person. So I can understand. So I don't have a hard time keep, you know, dating guys or doing things like that, but feeling like maybe like my womanliness could be more shown or maybe I could do this or do that. But it's like, I'm really kind of figuring out my worth and my value as I go. And it's kind of been hard to be honest and having a mother who has not made the best choice in men, and being a, over giver or a being always willing to take someone else's problems and not having boundaries up and values that are in place because in fact like feeling like i have to do this in order to feel wanted or i have to do this in order to show my worthiness right i'm still kind of defining like what's worthy to me and i'm starting to see this more as i really dive into like who is in king a and what that looks like No, really trying to figure me out and kind of heal from, like, that void. So, like, although it's a hole and it's a small hole, it's a deep hole inside of me that I'm starting to see. And I feel like there's other women, especially young women, that feel like this. But you don't really meet many women. Like, I probably can almost do a survey of everyone that listened to this episode and any girl, a girl, you know, who was raised by her dad, like the dad did everything like that was the mother, like from day one all the way up until now. Right. You don't hear about it and you don't see about it. And often our stories are like our narratives of life is often not shared. And I feel like that's something that's been on my mind for a while. So when I was like thinking about Mother's Day, and think about how it often leaves me feeling empty because I feel like, yeah, I get that love from everyone. Right. I'm a loved person. Um, I'm lovable. I give love. I love the shower people. But it's like I think it's because I'm like I have these hopes that me doing all of this, I will get that love and return back that I so desperately yearn for. Right. And most times, half the time, it doesn't go. It doesn't go like that, but it feels me. So. I was like, okay, how can I not feel so empty this holiday, right? Or what can I do for me to feel worthy? Or maybe it's like, it's not your time to feel worthy, you know? It's not about you, you know? But also being like, okay, I feel like this and it's okay. Like, I'm like I'm okay with my place. I'm not okay because I, I want more from that relationship. But coming to terms of she won't ever be able to be that person for me that I want her to be, but something that I've noticed is something that I, I want to share with people who also deal with this same issue or have these thoughts is sometimes you have to look at people from an empathetic view and not a point of sympathy, right? So not, I feel sorry for you, but you know, her mom wasn't the best mom to her and she only did what she knew or what she could at the time with me. So it's like, kind of looking at it and being in we're trying to get in her shoes to understand where she's coming from and why she is the way she is kind of is helping me to I don't know come to terms with it's not personal right like she didn't not love me the way I, I needed to be loved on purpose in her eyes she was loving me right but the love that she gave me and the love I wanted just wasn't on the same accord so when I was thinking about this and I was like you know trying to come to terms or make peace with it, it helped me to understand that maybe my desires for motherhood, and not maybe, they are, they're rooted in more than I'm just, I, I don't have a desire. There's a fear inside of me. Um And there is this thing of, am I worthy to be a, a mother? And I think for a while, and the more I even talk about it, and I'm out loud with it, I think I've dealt with worth issues of, I know I don't want to be a mom right now because I'm not ready, but it's more so sometimes I wonder, do I think I'm worthy or I'm valuable enough to be that person? Right. Cause I look at it as such a prestige title. Like I really honor moms. Like it's such a lot that you have to do. Like it just seems so, you know what I'm saying? Immaculate, but it's like, dang, that's probably why my mama couldn't do it. Right. Like maybe it was too much. Maybe it was just, you know, she, she couldn't be that person for me. So I'm going through my own, like, biases and my own this and my own that. Because at one point in time, I feel like, to be honest, I kind of felt jealousy. And I'm not a jealous-hearted person, but I felt like, darn, only if I could experience that. Like, if I could experience that person from a womanly view, like, how would that change my life? Or, like, how would I be? And then I think about it on, like, the other end. It's like, maybe everything happened just the way it was supposed to happen, right? And I'm hard on myself about it at times, but I'm learning, right? I, I didn't have it just like the person I talk about being privileged The people who are not privileged You have to figure it out. So the same way I put that lens on for my privilege is the same way I'm putting the lens on um as it relates to having that relationship so I was talking about it and I was like kind of going over like fear and like, okay The holiday is coming up. I get down. I shut down. I do not get on social media during that time I don't like it because I feel like i'm an outsider and um, it feels like I don't know like people just don't feel me because I just don't meet other people that kind of have like mommy issues in that way like no it wasn't a great thing if she did something to me or I'm this product no it's like just emotional abuse more so and like the trauma that came with having split parents or just being at odds and always being in court and just having to go through so much it's like it's starting to um I don't know it's starting to come full circle and I'm starting to see it more so as I was talking about this topic and I wanted to like shed light on it and to kind of express like what it's like from my lived experiences, I kind of was thinking about like, okay, like how do we like go through these things, other people, or how do we as women who may not have desires to have children, right? Maybe the ones who want children, but they can't have children. Like, um, the people who just feel like it's not their thing or just people who like don't identify with such a large social norm. Like that goes back to years and years and years of this idea of like being a mom or what it looks like um this traditional view this is what you do this is what you do like I have so many things I'm so against in terms of this idea of like what a stereotypical mother should be right like I'm 100% clear on this is not the 1900s and I'm not a housewife I'm not interested in staying at home cooking and cleaning and doing this and doing that right but not enough people I feel like maybe show like what's it like to be a mother in 2022 right what's it like to still have your own identity and I think that's another thing on like why and how I look at motherhood and like the different desires of like how come people don't brag about well now I'm starting to see a little bit not much but like and when do we come to the era where it's like, no, like I'm living for me. Like I don't just live for my child. I'm living for me. And I happen to be a mother that is living for a child. You know, just like how I probably say, I'm not a teacher. That's a human. I'm a human that teaches. And it's like, I think I just, I don't know. I feel like the desires that I have for like how I would want motherhood to look or even my own experiences, they go against the traditions and the norms so much and my therapist makes me feel good when she's like oh no I can't you just have another lane and you're you're usually probably the outsider and I'm like yeah I am kind of an outsider right I always want to talk about those things we don't want to talk about but it's like for real though like why is it that we always have to be conditioned to be in this one way it's this one thing now you're a mother you have to live in this one life you can't go to your old life like you're not able to be human you gotta do this you gotta do that and it was like for so long I kind of was like maybe that's why I don't want it like I want mine to be the desires that I have and I see that as relates to how I wanted if I was to get married I'm not big on that either but if I was to get married like the different type of things I would want or like the different type of respect levels and the boundaries I just kind of think about what what are our desires in life and like how do we go against like what society wants our desires to be And it's like in every part of our lives, I feel like it's just so time for us to like ask that. Like, what are your desires? Right. What does it look like for you being a woman? What does it look like for you being a mother? Right. And I think the more I was able to be like, yeah you know, I don't have to do what everybody else do. I feel more comfortable and maybe changing my mind. Uh, maybe one day the day will come. And I feel like too, if we don't really put it out there, I haven't been in a real relationship as a adult. So I don't have those like tingly feelings like, oh my God, I'm so in love and me with this baby and my man and blah, blah, blah. I don't have those feelings. So, you know, I'm kind of on the outside for real, for real. But I feel like you know, once the desires start to change and the year and the need for things changes, you now start to look at life differently. So it's like, now I'm openly able to like talk about this and feel comfortable with it. But for a while, I kind of just felt shamed. Like no one ever shamed me per se, but I just feel like I didn't fit in with my majority. And when I see everybody around me has a kid, I literally mean everyone around me has a kid. So it's like, darn, like we relate to everything. And I still feel like I'm in, you know, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like in, in, because like, I don't got the baby, but it's like, I'm learning to just accept my, like, my therapist was telling me, like, channel your motherliness for a king right, and it sounds weird, but like, what was like, what did you not want, or what did you not get from your mother that you need, you still need that as an adult. So my focus or your focus is not necessarily on that, but your focus is on like how you are motherly as a person, as a woman first. And then when you get that together, then you may start to look at, okay, how could I want to mother biologically or by adopting someone else? And when she said that, I was like, wow, I got to share this on the podcast because I feel like it was a different twist to like this idea of motherly desires and motherhood and what that looks like. So I thought that was pretty cool. And from talking I did decide that I I won't let this holiday bring me down how it usually does I'm gonna like do something to uplift my spirits I'm not sure what I'm gonna do but I hope I figure it out by then and although we have not talked um like I said it'll be about six almost six months I haven't talked to her since 2021 um I will send her a gift um just out of respect of honor thy mother and thy father and by the way um she i'm mad about her about something that happened with my other sibling it has even nothing to do with me but for me it was just more so of a a build-up and just many things i felt and it's like kind of feeling a disappointment because I feel like I finally tried to let you in and this is what you do. Like I try to be vulnerable. I try to like see past the past and the things that I didn't, I didn't like about you that you've done to me. Um, and how you made me feel. And it's like just that I, I tried to be vulnerable and then it kind of like slapped me in my face. So. At that moment, it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was just it's been really hard for me to process it. But I feel like talking about it out loud and just being able to share um, these thoughts of mine of like looking at motherliness and looking at motherhood and looking at just that stereotypical title and what that means just kind of helps me to understand and others as well. Who are like who feel the same way or who are also a little on the fence about the idea kind of to help you all really, I don't know, kind of reflect and to think about maybe where that ideas coming from or why do you feel like that and maybe what are some of the issues that you face to lead you to feel like that per se. Um and then the other part of it which is like you know I talk about the problem and what it is the issue but like okay what will be the conclusion and what will be the it and for me and something I've kind of came up with today and I'm not all the way there but I really want to move towards it is forgiveness. And whether that be a mother or a father, because I know I won't do a segment like this on a father because I'm not in that space. But if you feel like that to just have like a strained relationship with someone, um, whether that be your mother or your father or just even a family member, period, because I'm I'm really big on like really trying to keep that um, tight knit as much as possible forgiveness is so important um forgiveness is important not just for them because you're not forgiving them for them you're forgiving them for yourself because you don't want to keep feeling the pain and in order for you to be able to forgive and to let that pain go you have to sit with it and you have to understand that maybe it was not intentional right like people usually don't go out to like really hurt people unless they're like crazy and in most cases people have not healed or don't know their own issues because facing the truth is very hard right um and being able to like live your true reality and live reality period without the lies and the wool over your eyes can be hard and for some of us just dealing with parents in general and me i have older parents um and just like being in this new world where we are i feel like millennials and the gen xers we're more transparent we're more open on trying to get clarity but it's hard, right? It's hard when you're dealing with people who don't see reality, or they're not able to pull out their wrongdoings, or they're not able to look at life from your perspective, which is a new perspective, you still have to forgive. And that is a big one for me, because I look at myself as a forgiving person. But the more that I'm, I'm expressive out loud with, I start to see that maybe I'm harboring guilt and feelings that I know I can't change her I can't change I can't change what she did I can't change the way she makes me feel and I probably won't ever be able to get that relationship that I want because that require me changing her and I can't change another human and I feel like people who are listening feel the same way or can relate about someone or something and being able to forgive and heal will heal your own broken heart in due time So as I was saying that and I'm saying this, I'm like, that's it, right? Like, how like how do I maybe earth myself or heal myself or fill my own self up to where those desires may occur? It starts from within. And whether your desire may not to be a motherhood desire or a motherly desire, we all have a lot of desires that may go against what society says is right or what's cool or where something that's true. But it takes us as people to really kind of sit down and just be honest with ourselves and like the real issues at hand so that we are able to like really do and go after the desires that are true to who we are and not who other people are. And so I almost choked up when I was like saying it, saying this, you know, going over these things like a few minutes ago, but that's kind of where I'm at. Like I wanted really to like kind of hone in on what it's like to feel it from a perspective of not being a person or not really fitting in with such a large phenomenon I, I like to call it I like to call it like the whole holiday the whole idea the being of everything it's like a phenomenon is huge and when you're not inside of that circle you could feel very outed and okay you feel out it but get to the root of the problem of why you feel that way and I wanted to have this conversation so that someone else who um, is in my shoes or someone who else um, share these same expressions and feelings can kind of get a feeling of being heard and being understood and know that you don't have to walk the straight line of life that people want you to and maybe just because even if you don't feel it now maybe two years from now three years from now four years from now five years from now maybe 20 years from now and maybe not ever right you're doing what's best for you and not doing it because it was told to you or what you see as being done but you're doing it because you're being true to yourself so ah, that was That really is what I really wanted to like hone in on and to like start us off with as we are jumping into this season two. And this season two is really all about transparency and vulnerability. So I hope you all enjoy episode one, Motherhood Desires. Let me know what you all think, how you all are feeling. And because I do love the holiday, I just want to say um, happy pre-Mother's Day to all the mothers that are um, mothers and they are using this day to have love enjoying everything else and my heart also goes out for the people that feel empty or feel like they are not seen or heard during these times with love and king have a good night